Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Am I sitting too far away? Probably not. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but it's okay. You can stay over there. Yeah, I, I'm a little sick to die. You have the death. Yeah, I'm better than I was. I slept almost all day today. That's okay though. That you should do that. Which is say. shocking, considering that I had the two little ones, mm-hmm. the five-year-old and the eight-year-old. The ten-year-old was off on a sleepover all day. And the house and, is still standing. Yeah. It wasn't on fire when I came over or anything. And like I said, I got up this morning, came downstairs, and lied on the couch, went right back to sleep, and they let me. And then <laughs> I got up and I made them lunch, and I had to go run an errand, came back from that, and lied back on the couch, and then let me go back to sleep. <laughs> and so... They're good kids. They're, uh, I don't know if I'd go that okay, far. Okay, well, they're good kids in public? Yeah. Eh, wait. Um, they're children. They're children. Yes. That's true. With all the faults and foibles of children. That's true. But they're adorable. Yeah. You I'm, have you have yeah. some little adorable moppet like creatures. I've become accustomed to their their <laughs> the being here, so yeah. it'll be weird to get rid of them now. But not impossible. <laughs> um it's apparently you can't sell them to gypsies anymore. Yes. The market is saturated, apparently. There's a glut. And uh, not to mention there's, like, laws and things. Anyway, I'm Tim. And I'm Dustin. And this is Apocalypse Now. Indeed it is. It really, really is, we promise. Um, Or, as we like to call it, this last few weeks, uh, the Teen Wolf... Edition. The Teen Wolf, yes. And also the Adventures of Bob the Accountant. Oh, great, Bob the Accountant. Uh, As you will remember from last week... Uh, emerged from the light to save everyone save in town. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. I was uh, summoned by the power of love again. It's the second time this week. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Uh, that is a that uh, is a short waiting to happen. Bob the uh, accountant. I, you know, <laughs> instead of yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, so we start off sort of where we left off last week with everyone having. Spent the whole last week thinking of all their favorite Styles memories. It's right. time for Styles to emerge from the glowing light. So we have the big guy. They're down in the bunker, and the light is glowing, and there's a dramatic thing, and there's a figure coming through the light. And then it flashes, actually, it starts off with Styles in the train station. Right. And he's hearing Lydia call to him, so he, like, starts to go, and then Sheriff Zelinski shows up and, like, helps him escape, and they he's running down the, the thing towards the portal... And he gets through, and the light goes off in the bunker. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, well, what happened? And Lydia's like, didn't you see the dude? They were all like, no, we didn't see anybody. And uh, which really, honestly, Scotty and Malia, like, they probably go through their entire lives with, oh, what happened? Who? <laughs> I could have sworn that something was going on. Actually, that was me a lot this episode. Was yeah. like, wait a minute, what just happened there? First? <laughs> but, but what happened was <laughs> Styles went back to the place where he was taken. Right. Which was the Jeep. Right. And and he like sits up and starts a jeep and drives off to go find everybody and style or Scott's like well I guess we need a new plan so I'm gonna 
bugger out of here, and you girls stay here where it's nice and safe, and that lasts a whole five seconds. Yeah, because the girls are not cooperating with the whole being left behind and to, yeah. to wait and be safe. So there's a good 15 minutes of this episode where all of our main characters are running around to different places. Right. Trying to find each other, not doing a great job. And it's kind of like we have to, everybody who has been involved in this season has to have a moment this episode. Right. And some of them are like, oh yeah, those guys are on the show. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, and, but it's it's also, uh, clearly, okay, we're, this is the 10th episode uh, with the halfway point to the final season. Right. right. So this whole episode was a whole lot of dramatic moments, emotional beats, uh, slow motion posing. Yes. Um, they outdid Lord <laughs> of the Rings, Fellowship of the or Return of the King for the slow motion moments. Ow. I'm sorry. I slapped you because I knew. Be. I, I remembered the he movie. hits me when you people aren't here. You know that, right? So, yes. Okay. But you, on the plus side, you got to experience what is one of the big draws of the show for me is Scotty and Styles together. Right. So so far basically my <laughs> watching this show began with Styles and Scotty not being right. essentially in the same room. Um and so we got the we got the banter back and yes. forth, which was which was very entertaining. Right. But um there's much in this episode that made no sense whatsoever. It's true. And how did how did the Mr. Davis get control of the wild? Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. where the, why a train exactly? Because we have not seen a train yet involving the wild hunt, and yet and they've been on horseback this whole time. But the train is coming to town now, according to Wikipedia. That uh, um, did. I did. Uh, basically, uh, the merging of the towns is what's giving him the ability to control the hunt uh. for reasons. Yes, and he's using the poor kid who is wired into yeah. the to the sound system. The wear iguana. The wear iguana. Okay, um, who prior to this we've not had anybody wired into the sound system, but apparently if you wire the wear iguana kid into the sound system, chameleon. I'm sorry, wear iguana. Chameleon. Um, you can <coughs> merge the towns and thereby control the wild hunt. Sure, this seems like a very complicated plan to me, and one that would be really really hard to come up with and say. Yes, this is the plan I'm going to go with. <laughs> okay, whatever. Well, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, again, um, I don't think that's what this episode is about. It's not. No. It's not actually about making the sense as much as it is about having a sense of these characters and yes. their togetherness and the and the strength. Um, and quips like, you know, nobody likes Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my favorite one was... He has a pack. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not in it. <laughs> yeah. I One of my favorite moments was Mr. Douglas and our poor hellhound, beautiful Deputy Parish yeah. are standing in the middle of the hallway on the train tracks, which have magically been appearing all over town, mm -hmm. for, again, reasons. And Mr. Davis is, like, doing this whole, like, you don't know how to... Stop and like, why are you doing the fighting? And you know, just give up and you know the villain, villain oh, yeah, speech. Yeah. He's villain to fight. And Styles like pops out of nowhere with a baseball bat and like whacks him, <laughs> and, and then like looks around at Scott and Leo are standing there like, okay. And and Styles says that was that was bad guy right. I didn't misread that. Then <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, so they all hug and yeah. run. it's like. 
the reaction of you. Yeah, it's so good to see you. Stop hugging me because the bad guys are coming. <laughs> the guys are coming. I just hit it with a baseball bat. The supernatural creature hit it with uh, a baseball bat. But yeah, it's... <laughs> it's a, it really does seem like everybody gets a moment. All the all the principal characters have yeah. a moment. Argent and Scotty's mom get to have a bit. Yes. Um, which apparently is a bit that was... Is, is, is this like a shipping thing? Is this a thing that's actually well, like a fan thing? New, it's new because... Oh, the, uh, they kiss, by the way, is yes, what we're talking they about kiss. here. So. They, this, and since since this beginning of the season, they've been like really heavily doodly like flirting with each other. Oh, okay. Um, which was like the whole... Um, before this, everybody was like Sheriff Stalinsky and Melissa McCall. Right, because you can kind of Scott see and Styles are brothers, like brothers in the heart and whatever. Sure, and so it would just be so poetic and wonderful if Sheriff Stalinsky and Mama McCall got together, because then that would mean they were actually legit brothers. Um, that didn't happen because they cast Lyndon Ashby's actual wife mm-hmm. on the show as guidance counselor Lydia's mom, whatever her name was. Uh-huh. And so that moved the Sheriff Stalinsky off to courting her because how cute is it that husband and wife are on the same show? Of course, sure. should be a couple, obviously. And, you know, I'm sure that there are some people who are mad about this, but I was not. As soon as it started to happen, I was like, I am into this. I I, I accept this as a thing. And it's really, like, I guess a good full circle because it's got an Argent and a McCall coming together. Mm-hmm. And Allison was Argent's daughter, and she was killed. That was Scotty's first love. And now, uh, a little tidbit, fun fact. Yes. From season one of the show, way back at the very beginning of time. Uh, Argent had a wife. Okay. Who, can't even remember her name, but she was scary as fuck. Like, just like the most, like, she was the leader of the hunters. Because uh-huh. even though Argent was the, you know was the male heir to the throne, the Argent hunters are led by women. Okay. Sure. Uh, it's got this whole little Red Riding Hood thing going on. And, oh, right. um, That they they just, just, oh, just so much. The skosh, like one more plot detail, the same, and it would have been like, you stole this word for word from the comic book Crimson. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, back in, <laughs> back in France, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. 1600s, a werewolf was terrorizing a town. Uh, this young girl somehow got it into her head that she was going to take care of the take care of it, and okay, sure. uh, and for reasons like again, like you say, wobbly, squishy reasons, and <laughs> she ends up having to fight the werewolf, and then when she does, she she decides to dedicate her life to fighting supernatural creatures, and then from from that come the Argents, right? Okay, and because the female Argent started the line. It's a matriarchal. It's a matriarchal line. But anyway, so Argent's wife was just, oh my God, like, I'm I'm sure drag queens all over the place are still doing impressions of her. She was amazing. (laughs) Uh, But she was bit by Mm -hmm. a werewolf. And in the Argent clan, if you are a hunter and you're built by a werewolf, they mercy kill you. Okay, sure. And so Argent had to kill his wife she helped. She helped do it because she knew the score. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then made, they made it look like a suicide, and that was a super creepy, sad moment of the show. 
because uh, even though she was horrible and crazy, it was still Allison's mom, and right. she loved her. And So anyway, um, so he's been a widower since season one, and I really like yeah. that they brought them together. Well, um, it has just been one kiss. Yes, it has just been one kiss. Because he did stand up to the writer, writers. It was a gun battle yeah. draw, you know. Showed out at the OK Corral. Yeah. Um, which, it was another one of those scenes where it's like, wait, we're pausing now for this? Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and I loved how, like, all of a sudden, magically, the Wild Hunt is no longer these badass marksmen. Oh, God. They're they all just... shot so many bullets <laughs> and missed so many times during some of these fights. And, and Okay, so at this point, when you're shot by by the Wild Hunt, you don't disappear into an alternate reality and people forget about you you just go to another place in town you're just like teleported to another place in right town you, res the... you respawn in your original save point yeah so oh that's what it, that's this whole thing it's a video game oh, this entire episode is a video don't game do that don't it, do well, that. it is so anyway um so it happens a couple of times where people are shot and then they just like wake <laughs> up in a different room in the house and they're like oh Crap. It's the same point. Uh, well, and, <coughs> and you have the fight scenes where, you know, one second you're slashing at a at a rider and the claws are just going right through them, and the next minute you can punch them and kick them and flip them across the room. It's like, uh, again, it's, it's, not what the, uh, it's not what the show's about. It's not what the show's about. The show about. has never been about the plot, really. Well, the show yeah. is about, like, it's fun to follow the plot. It's fun to be like, oh, what's going on? But really... This is since this is such a fan driven show, yeah. it's more about the characters and it's more about seeing those interactions the characters have and waiting to see how what implausible way Scotty is gonna get us out of this one. Uh, you know, <laughs> which was to go to the mystical train tracks, go to the place where the train the tracks can like diverge, right? So, so this train, which no one knows why it's coming. For reasons, because we've not seen the train before, and the riders ride on horses. Okay, so the guest, I guess, the train is for the people in the town. Yes, so Which... they can go to Riders of the Storm Boot Camp because it's already been. They said late, like when I don't know, like whatever the riders do with them. Some somewhere it said I think that they turn them into other riders. Which is an awfully anyway. It, again, do not stare directly at the plot. Do not direct. direct, direct stare directly at the plan because nobody's right. plans actually hold up if you stare directly anyway so the train is coming our nazi zombie werewolf guy uh douglas yes has, mr douglas has decided that he's going to merge the realms and thereby control the riders somehow and so the train tracks are running through town and there's a place where they diverge right where in the woods you know where is the other place they're going Tallahassee, Florida. I guess. Because it's like, okay, know. this way goes into town, and this way goes somewhere else. Again, do not stare directly at the geography. It's, right. This is like a map in The Walking Dead. Don't do it. So, yeah, Scotty goes to, he's got to go change the path of the train. He's yes. Flip the lever that basically diverts the train. And, and yeah. 
So they all, like all the writers and Mr. Douglas and Scotty and, and Theo and Malia and, and Peter Hale all show oh, before, up. No, before it's just Scotty. Scotty's all right. there all by himself and he's facing off against our Nazi who's like, I don't know if you're just suicidal or stupid. And Scotty's like, <laughs> both? Yeah. Scotty's like, <laughs> I am not smart. <laughs> You obviously have not been watching this show because I am really not smart. Like, I made it through high school because my two best friends are the smartest people in class. And so he decides to fight the zombie Nazi werewolf. It does not go well because the zombie Nazi werewolf brought along some friends. And we now see that the Wild Hunt has about 60 people. Sure. It's lots and lots of guys hanging around who, yes, cannot aim. It's the stormtrooper division. Yeah. All the all the ones who can aim were in the hospital, I guess, or, or right. you know, or somewhere else. There's, there's... Well, I think it was like the five best <laughs> went out first, and they're like, "You guys go out and get everybody rounded up, and we'll show up and herd them onto the train." That's right. We don't actually have guns. Uh... <laughs> so, so what had happened was that that these guys who were like, "We're we're supposed to be turning people on the train," and the other five guys were like, "No." We have got to go fight this teenage werewolf and his friends because they are just messing stuff up. And they're like, what is the deal with a teenage werewolf and his buddies messing stuff up? I'm like, I don't know. Like, wait a minute, aren't we the writers of the hunt? Aren't we supposed to be like yeah. badass and stuff? Uh, we are. But they've got a banshee and she doesn't do anything. Oh, God. Oh, yes, I, I'm, over. I'm like, Dustin. She's not going to use her banshee powers once this episode. Next scene, she uses her banshee yeah. powers. I was like, I stand corrected. But it took a little time. It, like, but again, this is one of those things oh, that I—I've I've been saying about the show since since the reveal that Lydia had banshee powers. Like, it's really dumb. She doesn't use them as much as she doesn't use them. Well, and it was—I was mentioning this. I think it, last week, it might have even the week before as well. Is that the only time I've seen her? Yeah, I know she's a banshee because you told me she's a banshee. Yeah. And the last time I've seen her use her powers is up against the rather defenseless and sad old woman in the other town. Right. They had Kanan, a banshee off. Who who is also a banshee and they had a banshee off. And that was it. I'm like, so she'll scream at the crazy woman in the house who's actually ultimately very sad. But when the writers are coming to like take her friends away, she's like, nah. Well I don't think so. The show is not called Lydia the Banshee. The show is called Team Wolf. Okay, just because she's not a wolf doesn't mean she can't contribute. But Styles is a bat. Yes, and in, and and a snarky sense of humor. Oh, he's the best. I'm so glad. I'm really glad that you got to experience Scotty and Styles together because they're just the best. That's that's why you watch the show to watch Scotty and Styles like run around like Scooby Doo their way through the woods. You know, well, and, and even even in this, they're making references to previous things. Even before you get to the rather heavy-handed one at the end, um, but they, you know, they they're playing off each other, and there's a, there's a familiarity there that actually feels uh, very very much like people who've been they've been doing this for a while. It feels, you know, when actors get to play with each other for years, when you know, playing friends, it comes across really well. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a, it's a good dynamic. So that was fun. I'm glad I did get to see that. Um, well, there's ten more episodes this summer, right? But it's hard to tell because they basically. Get to the end of this. Oh, yeah. So they get to the end of this because um, Scotty manages to divert through the fight scene. And there's stuff and, and 
battles and so they dev- and oh, flipping and so through they, the air. They, they find Corey the Wearer Chameleon. Right. And he's all hooked up to the thing. Right. And this is kind of disturbing. Right. And Tim only figured out why he was hooked up to the thing because he went on Wikipedia and read Right. He, which is because if he's hooked up, since he's got the power to travel between the worlds with his chameleon powers, as long as he's hooked up to the thing, the two worlds are converged. That seems to be the case, yes. So, so as soon as this train is diverted, Scotty lets out with his super werewolf Jesus roar and lets Liam know that this has happened. So then they start yanking the shit out of Corey. Who somehow manages <laughs> to survive having all of this stuff stabbed into him. And then yanked out. And right. I don't care what kind of healing factor you've got. Unless you're Wolverine. Um, he's got some pretty sizable hole. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's He's he's reunited with his boyfriend, who, and again, power of love. Yeah. So as soon as Corey is pulled away, uh, the Wild Hunt's like, all right, I guess I guess this is over. Like, <laughs> it's, this it's, didn't work out the way we planned. In, so like, fact, in fact, all of, well, for all of the people disappear. All the people disappear back to the real world, right? They all poof in their little green puff of smoke. And then the wild hunt's like, let's go. I think we're done. Yeah. Uh, Bob, you want to get some coffee? Bob from accounting. Bob from accounting. get some coffee? So Bob's like, uh, sure. Okay, let's go. And they're like, okay, we'll see you guys. And Douglas like freaks out. He's like, you guys, come come here. Let me help me kill the teenagers. It's like, why and, is this over? And How did, Why are you acting like you're defeated? shouldn't be defeated. None of this makes any sense. Come back. <laughs> and then the the wild hunt like turns on him. And well, first they're like they're like no, and yeah. he's like come on. And they're like no. Nah. He's like you are my servants, and they're like wait what? <laughs> Did you say what? And they come back and like say that again to my face. Yeah, and he does, and they're like uh no, and they turn him into a. Writer as well with a Nazi armband, which well, I mean, because it would be hard to tell him apart from the other writers <laughs> if he didn't have the Nazi armband. And, oh, I, and this is going to be so important in the next town they do this to. By the way, they have not actually been defeated. No, they are going to go on and do this to another town. Yeah. So our heroes have managed to save the people that they know, and yet some other town down the road is going to be like, "Who are these crazy people, and where is our town going?" <laughs> And are they going to have werewolves to help them out? No, probably, probably not. not. Especially since all of in the last... Okay, so for the last scene, we discover that Styles is going off to Washington, D.C. to discover oh. FBI. Okay, hold on. Whoa, we can get here because when he came back, he and Lydia, Styles and Lydia had the emotional kiss thing. Yes. Right? Beautiful. So they're on the last day of school, and Styles is very upset that suddenly it's the last day of school. Because he's missed three months being right. stuck in the imaginary. Apparently, his station. grades are really, really good. He's because the smartest kid in I'm school. Just Lydia, Lydia is the smartest kid in school. Styles is a close, is a very distant second. I'm just saying the three month absence on his attendance record is probably going to cause some Well, attention. you got to remember also that uh, that the school counselor slash principal. I don't know what Lydia's mom does. <laughs> like she works up at the school. And she works in an administration. Kind of like Scotty's mom who works at the hospital, yeah. which was amazingly full Yeah, at one point tonight. So so I'm sure that there was a, a bit of hand wavium about that record. And I, I think sure. that there was a lot of the people coming back from the Wild Hunt not remembering anything that happened. Right. So, yes, there's a three-month gap, which no one seems to remember. 
and everybody's okay with that because they, they live in Beacon Hills and they're kind of used to it. Okay, let's just put it that way. <laughs> like they're used to. Oh, another dead body was discovered <laughs> in the blockbuster video. Like <laughs> again, on Tuesday. If I should, there there used to be these great infographics that The Walking Dead would put out. Yeah, that was like how many people have died in The Walking Dead since the start. Right, and then like they did like. It was always like confirmed zombie kills, like kills you saw. Mm-hmm. Somebody counted up all those, and then like people that you've seen killed, and then like main characters that you've seen killed, and like right. this whole like. And it would just, it would be great fun to read. Uh, I would love to see one for for the Teen Wolf, showing like okay, how many just random day players were killed on this show, just like for what is the it. actual murder rate in this town? Exactly. But I told you, like, at the end of one of the seasons, there was a guy who who is breaking up with his werewolf, werewolf boyfriend and being like, look, I don't think we should see each other anymore because you fear a werewolf and you got stuff. And he's like, what happened to another werewolf? And he's like, dude, this is Beacon Hills. <laughs> so I have a feeling there's a lot of that, actually, where people are like, well, yes, Scott, or yes, Styles, you have been gone for three months. And that's really a bad blemish on your record. But I've been gone for two and a half months. <laughs> so I guess I can't count. I, mean, I don't remember where I was. So I can't say that you were, you know, you're being gone for two weeks more than me <laughs> is going to affect your grades any more than I can say me being gone for two and a half months is going to affect my paycheck. Not to mention I'm pretty sure that I can't really sit there and go held back for wild months. <laughs> it's not going to work. So he and uh, he and Lydia, Siles and Lydia, give each other meaningful looks. Yes. Down the hallway, and then we apparently decide to rush all this emotional stuff mm-hmm. into like a minute and a half of screen time. It's like they were trying to cram everything <coughs> in that little period of time, and I'm like, "What is? is this? I thought this was a twenty episode season. It's like we're trying to get to the cram to the." Well, they're finishing up this storyline. Well, I know, but it, it's it's that it's that speech you have at the end. Of the movie, yeah, the end of the show, where it's like, "I love you, man. I love you too." It's a shame we're not going to see each other anymore because we're going to be in different cities, and but we'll always be a part of each other. And here's the keys to my car. I want you to take care of this, and I want you to take care of it for me. It's that emotional thing, and it's like, okay, we got to do this in thirty seconds, and go. Right. <laughs> then I'm like, what's going on? Well, yes, I can see how you would think that. Or how you'd feel. I can mm-hmm. kind of see that a little bit too, especially with the amount of like slow motion like glances <laughs> that they did That's true. during this episode. In fact, if they would have played the slow motion bit at the regular speed, you'd have like five, six minutes for this emotional, meaningful story of two friends, you know, saying the beginnings of God, which is also a weird time to do it because the summer's not over, right? And Styles is going to need his car this summer, isn't he? Eh. <laughs> he's gonna give his car away. What? Is, yeah, happen? I mean, they, it was the very last day of school, and he's like, "Here, take my car." And Lydia's gonna help me move into my dorm. And it's like that happens the end of the summer, but who cares? Anyway, yeah. so Lydia is going to MIT, and she's starting as a junior. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay, great, one wonderful to know that. Scotty is going to go to some California college to become a veterinarian, which was his plan, which was like one of the things that he wanted to do. Sure. Uh, Styles is going to go FBI. Uh, Pre-FBI. Yes. Uh, which is a thing, I guess. Well, I always thought that to get into the FBI, 
you had to spend a number of years in law enforcement. I am not entirely sure what the mechanics are. I, mean, I think that's you, a, you, well, you have to go to Quantico. You have to go to the academy. Right. So I mean, if that's what he's, if that's what they're talking about, then then yes, he's going to Quantico to study to be an FBI. Well, I thought, but I thought you had to go to school first. I honestly don't know. Like, you think you have to get like, I think you have to get like a law degree or something. I knew a girl in well, actually, you know, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I did know a girl in high school, who for some like some bizarre like career aptitude test put her in touch with the FBI and they paid for her to go to college with the express like that she would then go to Quantico and become an agent of course now I think she's a belly dancer so... uh, they must be 23 years old mm -hmm. which puts you out of college I mean generally speaking you means you've gone to college you must be a uh, US citizen a four-year degree from college or university accredited by one of the institutional associations. Sure, sure. Three years of professional work experience. Aha! The five FBI special agent entry programs are language, law, accounting, computer science, and technology, and diversified, which I presume is going to be a range of things. But I, they want you to have, they're going to want you to have a bachelor's degree in one of those. So, yeah, that's, so that's what so. he's going to do. He's going to go, he's going to go get his degree... And then go work for the sheriff's department because that's already kind of been established as, you know, like he's obviously a law enforcement dude. Sure. And then he's going to go FBI, which will be nice. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that the 10 episodes of the summer are going to have a significant time jump. So they're going to jump into the future where he's an FBI agent. Or maybe. They're going to be able to call upon his werewolf friends to solve crimes. It's going to be the, it's going to be the new series, which is no longer Team Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> The opposite of teenage wolves. Young professional. Yep. Young... <laughs> uh, there we go. I wouldn't have thought that was so funny if I wasn't sick. I know. It's going to be the X Files of Wolves. Yeah. Well, ten episodes of it because I'm sure. I'm sure Dylan O'Brien is like looking like he's seriously going like I cannot wait to Jennifer Aniston away from this stuff. <laughs> like I'm. I'm ready to go have my. My 15, 20 years movie career before I come back to TV. Because like, <laughs> he's obviously like the talent of the show. Well, like, he's all, the most talented actor on the show. All very, very charismatic kids. And, you know. And the adults are charismatic and it's yeah. older. In fact, I think it's, you know, again, coming into the show as late as I did, the fact that these people do have the chemistry they have, it's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an entertaining show. We've got a break. Yes. Uh, coming up here because T Wolf will not be back till the summer. Right. And, Walking Dead is not back yet. No. Um, However, Drew Barrymore has a new show. Yes. So next week, we will be diving in back into the world of the zombie creature. And although technically she's kind of a ghoul. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have, have to see. We'll have yeah. to see how they put it. Because either she's she's a high-functioning zombie, which if you know your tongue to the jacket speaks, she's a lich. Or mm -hmm. she's some sort of ghoul creature, which are also... Uh, have their mental faculties if they eat enough human flesh, or you know, there's the the, the books by um, I just have one right here uh, by S. G. Brown, uh, Breather's a Love Story, and I saw right, zombies yeah, yeah, eating yeah. Santa Claus, uh -huh, right. which proposed that if zombies eat enough human flesh, then they regain their humanness. So there's a couple of different ways they can go uh, with poor with poor Drew Barrymore's character. I'm excited about Santa. it. Santa. Santa Clarita diet. Yeah, Santa Clarita diet. That's Ooh. what we're watching next week. I'm going to go blow my nose. <laughs> <laughs>
So I'll let Tim do the whole like out thing, and I might yell from the kitchen. Okay. I'm gonna blow my nose in the kitchen, just so you have a picture. Put the the mind picture there, yeah. painting it for the audience. Yes. So we will be back next week, folks. If you have enjoyed listening to us ramble and Dustin sniffle and other strange things, uh, you can let us know. <laughs> you can find us on obviously, obviously you found us because you're listening to us. But both podcast.com and iTunes allow you to make comments and rate the episode, and we would greatly appreciate it if you could do that. Uh, giving us ratings, preferably good ones, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, that makes it easier for other people to find us. That's how podcasts work. And Sci-Fi Radio is on a couple of different things as just a channel that you can go check out. Right. Yes, you can. Because we have a bunch of different podcasts. If you go to Sci-Fi for Me, Sci-Fi for Me Radio on podcast.com, you can find like a dozen of our podcasts. Another one that we're both involved in, me more than Tim, is, is Rogues Gallery. And this week we interviewed uh, Jeremy Jordan from... Uh, Supergirl. That, that show Supergirl yeah. that I enjoy. Yeah, so you can definitely... He was there. He was super cool. And also, he stayed and talked powerless with us yeah. and The Flash. That's right. So, we are every now and again, we have the opportunity to talk to folks who are involved in the industry and on these shows. Carry on. Are you done? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we have a chance to talk to these folks. Um, and we, of course, do this because we love it. And we, we love the stuff that you love, too. So... We'll see you next week, folks, and uh, Dustin will hopefully be feeling better. Oh, God, I hope so. I slept all day today, Tim. All day. That's how you're supposed to do it when you're sick. Oh, well, yeah. It just... Uh, I said that earlier, too, didn't I? Yeah, that's I'm, okay. I'm loopy. I'm out of it. I'm going to go take... I'm going to go take some children's uh, sleep aid medicine. One of those like things that tastes like legit like cherries. <laughs> and I'm going to go to sleep because I'm... You know, top full day work tomorrow. All right. You get some rest, Dustin. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>